the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. We know the show is tech-heavy, tech-stock-heavy, probably because the stories that the founders and CEOs create out of tech stocks, and maybe because it's, it's fascinating to me where I live, Silicon Valley. But right now, I want to talk a little bit more about real estate. Real estate's a funny asset, in large part because it's not as liquid as you think it is. It is so important. I'm not knocking real estate. I'm not one of those guys who are like, oh, you can only do stocks. But real estate, it's it's home is where our heart is, right? But sometimes we fall in love with the idea of, oh, it's worth X amount of dollars. And we really can't test it, I guess is what I'm getting at. So buckle in for a brutal freefall in home prices. The U.S. is in a massive bubble of home prices. How bad can it get? Jeremy Siegel, Paul Krugman, and five others talk about it in a recent article. They say the housing market is cratering. Home sales have fallen for eight months. Prices are dropping. Economists say the worst is yet to come. Wow. Is that an alarm bell? Do you hear that going off? Ding, 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 ding. It's like one of those bad horror movies, right? Where you hear it in the distance and you can't quite find it. The sign of stressor. I guess the sign of stresses. It's becoming like more obvious to me. How, you say? Well, in September, existing home sales dropped 24%. That's eight straight months of decline. That's the longest slide since 2007, which happens to be around the landmark of the last big housing correction. The number of new homes listed fell 22%. That's as if a fifth of a whole industry is being taken away. Does that give you a better perspective of a whole industry? Who is doing this? It's the Federal Reserve, sure. Aggressively raising interest rates to fight 40-year highs inflations. That sent mortgage rates to their 20-year highs. Mortgage rates are 20-year highs. Wow. We're operating, operating in territory... If you're 50, like we've never, ever operated in this territory where mortgage rates are now. So this is a virgin territory to you as a, as a grown man, as a man approaching retirement. Jeremy Seal said recently, I expect housing prices to fall to the 15%. Noting that housing prices by any indicator are going to go down. He said, quote, I think we're going to have the second biggest housing price decline since World War II over the next 12 months. That's a very significant factor for wealth. 
for equity in the housing market. If I had to sell two years from now, I'm thinking about selling right now. If I had to sell three years from now, I'm thinking about selling right now because the recovery from the bottoms takes time as well. Now, I don't have to on either of those scenarios. So let's keep playing with some other economists. What are they saying? Mark Zandi. He's the chief economist at Moody's. I like Zandi. He says, buckle in. Assuming rates remain near their current 6.5% and the economy skirts a recession, the national housing prices will fall almost 10% peak to trough. Most of the declines will happen sooner rather than later, and the housing prices will fall 20% if there is a typical housing recession. In a recent report, he said, quote, the housing market is the most interest rate sensitive sector of the economy. It's on the front lines of the fallout from the Fed's efforts to bring down inflation. That makes sense, right? With interest rates. There's going to be a coast to coast downturn in the housing market. It's going to be brutal. No part of the market is immune. I can tell you as a man who bought a home two years ago, I am still up and it went up crazy. It went up 30% the 12 months after I bought the house. It's too much. That's crazy inflation. I know that I benefited from it and I don't like it. David Rosenberg, veteran economist of Rosenberg Research, said, quote, we have a massive housing bubble right now. Most of the household balance sheet is residential real estate and its equities. The Economist pointed to the Fed's tightening efforts to bring inflation down from recent highs of 8 to 9% to its target of 2%. He says there's not a snowball's chance in hell that they're going to get their 2% holy grail consumer inflation without there being a period now of asset deflation. It is 100% necessary. So asset deflation means stocks deflate, real estate deflates. Paul Krugman, and we're getting to my favorite economist, Ian Shepardson, but we're not there yet. Paul Krugman said, he expects it'll be a while before higher rates really hit home prices and demand. The Fed's rate hikes have indeed led to a sharp fall in applications for building permits. However, construction employment hasn't yet even begun to decline. So he's saying, realistically, nothing's changed yet because people are still buying homes with cash. They're selling stocks to buy homes. The construction employment hasn't even yet begun to decline presumably because many workers are still busy finishing houses. They started when rates were lower and they have to deliver. As the wider economic effects of that coming housing slump are still many months away. Another economist, and these people aren't wonks. They're not fear sellers. Ian Shepardson, my favorite economist. He believes the steep drop in home sales still hasn't hit bottom yet. And even buyers who set their sights lower to cheaper houses will still face bigger mortgage payments. He expects a drop of 15 to 20% over the next year in order to restore the pre-COVID price-to-income ratio. Price of a home that you could buy versus the income that you earn. 
they say you should buy a home two and a half times your salary. So if you live in a million dollar home, you really need that kind of $400,000 income. Unless you're buying it with other inflated assets like stocks or previous real estate. Don Pebbles. Don't call me Pebbles. Call me Peebles. He's a real estate developer. His quote was, I think the housing market is on its way to a recession. We're going to see declines. Price declines have already begun to take place. I look at this as though we have the freight train out of control, speeding up, speeding up with lower interest rates, and no one looked to start slowing it down or stepping on the brakes. Now, all of a sudden, it's going to come crashing in the station. So he's describing what housing is going to do to be more of a train wreck. It's not my opinion. It's economist opinions. Rob Black blames economists. Chen Zhao, economics research lead at real estate brokerage firm Redfin. The housing market is going to get worse before it gets better. He said this last week in a report that found a record 22% of homes for sales had a price drop in September. A price drop. So home has already been on, put on sale in the MLS and no one's buying. So 22% saw a price drop where the real estate agent comes back and goes, honey, I hate to tell you, there's nobody buying houses right now. We got to lower our price. Get, get the buyers attracted. I know you're saying, thank you, Rob Black. I've won the Academy Award for being a real estate agent. What else did Chen Zhao say? He said, with inflation still rampant, the Federal Reserve will likely continue hiking interest rates. That means we may not see high mortgage rates. The primary killer of housing demand declined until at least mid-2023. Okay. On a recent episode, I talked about what I'm going to be doing. I'm planning to buy a home in late 2023. It's either going to be a retirement home or it's going to be a second home or it's going to be a vacation home or it's going to be a home for where I go when I lose my mind or it'll be a, a Airbnb, right? Who cares? I'm looking at what the economists are saying as how long the price drops are going to be. And then what I will do is if we're at high interest rates, I'll consider a an adjustable rate mortgage because sometime in the next three, four, five, six, seven years, something will get messed up in the US economy and the Federal Reserve will lower interest rates is my assumption as it's always happened. So at that point, after I'm in the home, or the mortgage, the adjustable rate mortgage. I'm saying, come on, it's a seven-year adjustable rate mortgage. I'm waiting for prices to drop to to roll that into a thirty-year fixed. And I don't even know if it plays out like that. But I just told you what a lot of economists think about housing for the next twenty-four months, and it's not rosy, especially next year versus this year. I'm Rob Black. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Let's talk a little economic theory. 
stocks rallied last week. And this could be any week. This could be a best of you're listening to right now. Why did they rally? Stocks fell last week. This could be a replay from any other week of the year, right? Why did they fall? When markets are as volatile as they are, or maybe as they have been, it's easy to get caught up in the things that are going right or the things that are going wrong. There is a behavioral research approach that we have to to apply to ourselves and go, why are we optimistic? Why are we pessimistic? As an investor, does it pay? No. Stanley Drunkenmiller, he's a legendary hedge fund manager. He said, do not invest in the present. This is a big lesson here. He's teaching it, not me. Do not invest in the present. The present is not what moves stock prices. Okay. Woohoo! Now we got something. You always are going to have to sort of imagine the world the way it's going to be in 18 to 24 months as opposed to what it is now. If you buy now, you're buying every single fad, every single moment. Whereas if you envision the future, you're trying to imagine how that might be reflected differently in security prices. Warren Buffett will say, I'm always cautiously optimistic. Warren Buffett's a rich man. Future cash flows is what Stanley Drunkenmiller was talking about. Drunkenmiller is talking about picking stocks. He serves as a good framework for broadly diversified investors for us to try to put us all in his world. Because what he's saying is very true. Wall Street is a big discounting mechanism. It's not talking about what's happening now. It's what's going to happen in 12 to 18 months. They say what we're seeing in the stock market now is about six months away from here. So in June, May of 2023, we should see a weaker economy. That's what the stock market's telling us. Now, if it breaks down here, it's going to say it's a weaker economy that gets in into a recession. And if it holds here, it's a, a weak economy that just lulled, but came back. Some recent earning call quotes. I'm going to blend in here. This was from United Health Group. I would note at this point, Based on third quarter performance, we've seen net hiring amongst our customers. So we have not yet seen an emergence of a recessionary impact in our commercial book of business. So United Health Group, who does insurance, health insurance for corporations, saying employees are still hiring. There's no recession. Walgreens Boot Alliance in their recent quarter said, we're seeing positive staffing trends with 11 straight weeks of net pharmacist head count increases. America's still hiring. Morgan Stanley, we are not making major cutbacks across the plant. We don't see any reason for great draconian measures. So what we're seeing in the stock market is a concerned market about the future. What we're seeing out of the data now is that our concern about the future still hasn't hit the job market. 
At some point, it will or it won't. If you were to write down a bearish scenario of what's happening on Wall Street right now, you would say the economic lull that we're in will eventually become a recession. And we'll have an extended period of weak demand. Companies that are currently increasing hiring or refusing layoffs could see a sharp drop in earnings as weak revenue runs through the high labor costs that they have not cut. And profit margins will get crushed. The bullish scenario is the lull that we're in proves short-lived and growth soon accelerates. Companies that held on to employees on or grew headcounts today may not need to compete aggressively for workers in the future. So it'll be a more competitive labor market. They already have the extra capacity. Companies will benefit from operating leverage as revenue growth comes with expanding profit margins. Those are the two scenarios. That's the bullish and bearish here. And because we haven't seen the cut in jobs, According to United Health Group, according to Walgreens, according to Morgan Stanley, I think we're in an okay place. Stocks are a discount mechanism. Pricing is what's expected to happen and not what's currently happening. It's 18 to 20 months from now, or is it 20 years from now? When you're buying a company, how long do you want to hold it for? I hope it's longer than 18 to 24 months. Otherwise, I'm the wrong show for you. Because what I'm talking about is long-term accumulation. I let CFP Chad do the distribution. I do the accumulation, which is the fun part of money management, I think. He does the distribution, which is the fun part of money management, he thinks. We've got a big event coming up in November. Hopefully, you'll come out to it. It's going to be at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's the first live event in a long time. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't wait for it. I'm stoked to go out in public again and do my thing. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. The lesson for me of this whole segment is the past 18, 24 months is that things can go wrong in the stock market, and they did in the housing market. And if you're too short-term focused, you better have a really good plan. For me, I'm long-term. I'm not stressed in any way, shape, or form. In the current, what am I doing? I'm buying. I've told you I've got plans to buy real estate next year after I accumulate some cash for a deposit down payment. And I'm buying stocks on a regular basis still. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I try to bring you just the facts, but today I'm going to start with a rumor. The McRib is back. It may be for the last time ever. It may be for the last time ever. We cannot share this news. McDonald's announced yesterday that its seasonal barbecue-flavored pork sandwich will return to menus for October 31 to November 20th. It dubbed the stint as the farewell tour. Then it will retire as all sandwiches eventually do. Wait, wait, what's going on with this? McRib is served year-round in Germany. The Germans know how to do it right. NASDAQ up yesterday. SP 500 up. Dow up. 
Nothing to write home about. We are in a big earnings season week. The three major stock averages climb for the second straight day. It's going to face a big test as it's an earnings buffet this week. Yesterday of note, those stocks that chose not to party were Chinese internet stocks. As China's President Xi Jinping secured an unprecedented third term, he's packing the country's leadership with loyalists. He has shown a for shutting down people who become too wealthy in this country. Oh, you've built an incredibly successful business? Well, you're going to disappear from the public eye, and we're going to redistribute your wealth. Interesting. That's terrible. Well, that's kind of way it's it's the simplest way to talk about it, right? Some headlines that are out there today. Yesterday, we learned that math scores across the United States are falling during the pandemic. For fourth and eighth graders, it plunged in every single state, essentially, between 2019 and this year. Almost 40% of eighth graders failed to grasp basic math concepts. Kids, kids don't fare much better in the reading, with scores dropping their lowest levels since 1992. So all you stay-at-home parents who thought you were great teachers, test results say otherwise. Uh, there's tensions between China and the United States. I'm not going to get into it. Let's just say there's some intelligence secrets, and Huawei was a big part of it. It's It's not my kind of content. Bono took responsibility for the album that's still on your iPhone. The U2 frontman said he alone is to blame for pushing Apple CEO Tim Cook to give away the band's 2014 album Songs of Innocence to every iTunes user, whether they wanted to or not. His quote yesterday was, I thought if we could just put our music within the reach of people, they might choose to reach out towards it. Not quite. Remember that little fiasco? Where people were a little bit freaked out. Speaking of a little bit freaked out, breaking up is not that hard to do. The list of Kanye West business partners is growing thinner by the day. Yesterday, CAA, Creative Artists Agencies, cut ties with West, who now goes by Yay. Executives of the studio are scrapping a completed documentary they made about the rapper over at the MRC studio. He's losing Adidas cut ties today. He lashed out at Adidas on social media. The company said the relationship was under review a couple weeks ago, but now the update is we're out of here. Will we take a Kanye West class in college about how to market yourself out of business? Will we as a nation look at his bipolar issues with compassion and empathy? Or can we not take the Jewish comments? For the record, we got to stop the hate, people. We've got to stop the hate. It doesn't sell well. California has been considered a land of economic opportunity since the gold rush. California, since the gold rush, has been kind of like romantic, right? Listen to this stuff. We passed Germany. 
to become the fourth largest economy in the world. California still has earthquakes. Sure. I've been in California for 25 years. No, that's not quite right. Let me not lie. I've been in California for 21 years. And I haven't had a great earthquake. And it's a little bit like, oh, it's like not being kissed. It's like you almost like you're waiting for it. Is it gonna, what is it going to be? How is it bad? Is it? And here it's, it's weird. I'm gleefully smiling about a potential economic disaster. So we have earthquakes. We have wildfires. We have way too many small dogs that wear clothes. We have so many signs of the apocalypse coming. We have housing prices that we can see millennials leaving the state for, looking for a cheaper pasture elsewhere. But if current economic projections hold, the California GDP will be here. Only small in the United States, China, and Japan. So when California does something, it's it's noteworthy. When we do things like we ban plastic bags, it's pretty noteworthy. When we say no electric vehicles in 2035 sold, will we get there? I don't know how we do with cold weather and mountains. But we're going to try, I think. I guess it's the right idea. Everyone is saying Meta needs to get its mojo back and shut down the metaverse. It's turning into a Mark Zuckerberg versus every economist out there. Ultimate Capital CEO Brad Gerstner owns more than 2 million shares, wrote an open letter yesterday urging Meta to cut headcount expenses by 20% and keep Metaverse spending under $5 billion per year to become more productive and a more focused company. The founder of Oculus Rift yesterday was talking about, I'm so happy that we have a champion in Mark Zuckerberg who bought my company, is spending billions of dollars. It's still not what it's supposed to be. But I hope he continues to invest. It is a wild battle going on. Yesterday, Apple increased subscription prices for Apple TV+, Apple Music, for the first time ever. Basically, throw another buck or two on. NASA's picked a team of 16 scientists and experts to study UFOs for the next nine months. That feels like a good investment, said sarcastically. Uh, but we have to do it, don't we? Like, we can't even stop ourselves. That's how bad we are. We're so bad, we're like, we have to do it. A lot of weight on the market shoulders right now. General Motors, UPS, Coca-Cola, Biogen, Sherwin-Williams, all trading higher after earnings reports managed to impress investors. We get Apple, Amazon, Meta reporting later this week. But today we get Microsoft, Alphabet, and Visa, three companies that alone have $3.5 trillion of market cap weight. It's going to be a good earnings season. Starting tonight, it's going to get interesting. For the mega cap tech, which this show face focuses a lot on mega cap tech. 
Tonight, Microsoft Alphabet and Visa. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Written gains are finally starting to slow down in many parts of the United States. Cooling a years-long boom that has sapped affordability from coast to coast. Landlords have little choice but to ease off big increases. Demand from tenants is suddenly sinking. Supply and demand. I would talk about the UK Prime Minister if I could figure out a way of making it interesting. I can't. But the UK is set for their third Prime Minister. After his last remaining toy rival, Penny Mordaunt, pulled out of the race. I wish I knew a little bit more about European politics. It's just never really been all that interesting for me. One of the things I want to do on this show is stopping you from making big mistakes. I do the very best I can. And let me give you a couple examples of mistakes people make that we see on a regular basis. And if you teach some of these to your kids, they'll they'll be a little bit better off. I co-signed on a truck for my boyfriend was an email that I got. He eventually couldn't make the payments and the truck got repossessed. What do you think happened to that credit score? <clears throat> she got slammed. Um... I withdrew money from my 401k is a mistake many people make that they regret. People think they're going to need all the money and they get all the money, but they find out they got taxed penalties, taxes, fees for early withdrawals. Financial mistakes people regret. Um, I know someone who went to Vegas and did a whole crazy stunt wedding where everyone dressed up as Elvis. Ten years later, the bride and the groom, they both hate the fact that they did this and spent money on it. So it's dumb stuff we spend money on that we regret, financially speaking. During COVID, one of my good friends emailed me and she started getting into options and she started getting into crypto. And I read her email on the air before I read it to her or talked to her. And she dialed into that show and she was really pissed off. I used her name and it's not like it's that popular of a name. It's not like I said what city she was from. But a lot of people got really confident and arrogant for, during a very short period of time. And anytime someone asked me, like, hey, I want to do what you do, I'm, I'm like, okay, sure. But I look at you as a monkey climbing on a rocket, and that rocket's going to blow up on your butt, not take you to the moon. More often than not, if you think it looks easy or it looks like a game, it's probably tougher than you think. Or you just have to have some rules to live by. It's interesting because her email started to me um, where she sold a house during the pandemic and she got a big chunk of change. And she was like, I'm now starting to do what you do. 
And I see why you like it so much. And I do love my career. I think I have the incredible blessing of being able to do research for a living. And that keeps my mind just curious every day. Um, I once got a family counselor who talked about marriage. He said, just, you got to stay curious. And that always found me as an interesting point in the relationship because when you get bored, problems happen. Same thing with money. <laughs> when it's easy, you have a problem. You got to stay curious. Another mistake people regret is forgetting to turn in FAFSA. If you have a kid going to college, fill out the financial aid forms. Um, it's a tough lesson. You miss deadlines. You fill them out starting on October 1. So if your kid's going to college next year, you fill out today. At lunch, you start filling it out. There's online YouTube t- tutorials. It'll walk you through. It's not a form that's going to freak you. It's a form that's going to freak you out. It's not a form you can't do. Um, you know, what's really interesting is I get a lot of emails from people who don't want to mess up their inheritance. I find that what, why I'm talking to you right now about this is it starts with like, Hey, I inherited a hundred thousand dollars or, Hey, I inherited $30,000 or, Hey, oh, and they're like, I don't want to blow it. And what's interesting is I'm like, you realize what you're blowing is not talking about money with your income. And yeah, you get a nice, um, a dump of cash in your in your in your lap with inheritance. You don't want to blow. You don't want to blow money. Period. You don't want to blow your opportunity to save so that you can live from sixty to one hundred. Period. So I look at inheritances. Oh oh oh! I got a letter in the mail. What did the letter say? Um, we see that you've just inherited some money. This money could take up to two years to come to you. We will give you an upfront on that twenty thousand dollars with a and they don't where they, what you don't see is the tiny tiny print. So my mom left me a big chunk of change, left all of us a big chunk of change. And I get a letter in the mail that says, if you want twenty thousand dollars cash right now, sign on the dotted line. And what it says is they're going to start accumulating interest on that money and you pay it back up to the full amount of your inheritance. Um, it, it's a credit card on inherit now. Take a big check. I don't like buy now, pay later. I don't like take money now for my mom's inheritance. Get money later. That's not a transaction to me. That's that's a deal with the devil. <clears throat> um, car loans is an area where I see a lot of regret out of people, where they take out a car loan for six or seven years. Um, I, I'm unfortunately wealthy, so I have a tough time relating to this. But the financial things that are going to get you in trouble are expensive cars, expensive houses, and expensive spouses. That's going to really set you back if you do it wrong. Be careful on your car loans and buy what you can afford. 
I found nothing to be sexier in my 20s than to meet another 20-year-old woman who had no car debt. Oh, my dad bought this for me. Or, uh, yeah, it's 12 years old. It was a hand-me-down, but seats are torn, but it'll still get us from point A to point B. Hell, yeah, it'll get us from point A to point B. And we'll do it a lot cheaper than a car loan. I found that sexy. It's weird because this is not, don't tell my spouse I said this, but sometimes I look back at some of my exes and I go, she was pretty good with money. (laughs) You're saying, I thought that was a good dark, Rob. It was kind of dark. I am kind of walking in the shadows of Bose once loved, right? Another thing that I find people get into big financial regrets about is not taking care of their property. Um, I built a car when I was in high school, college during the summer out of 18 barrels of parts. It was a Miata spider. Um, and what I learned was that summer, if you build a car yourself, like I was the factory. Okay. If you build a car yourself, it's going to be a lot of preventive maintenance to keep it on the road. Um, prevention of maintenance in your home. I clean my pool. Like I get the leaves out of the filters. I change my filters every year in my home. It's a big financial regret not taking care of uh, your home and letting problems become problematic. Like I've got a deck that's got a little bit of a spongy top. Spongy meaning water damage. On the layer above the wood, I just have to make sure the wood doesn't get wet and it gets soggy because then it'll get turned to rot and the wood will be needed to be replaced versus just the topping. Didn't get to that project during the dry months, so I'm going to have to get to it after winter, but there's tarp on it now. No one can see it. It's not ugly. It's not hideous, but it's prevention of maintenance. A big regret people have is not reading instructions. Do you remember being in college where you knew your final exam was going to be at 1130? And you knew the final exam was going to be a big chunk of your grade. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I got two more hours to study. And then you realize, oh, poop. It's from 930 to 1130. And suddenly your grade dips and your parents are upset or your grade dips and you're you no longer qualified for your scholarship. It's a big financial regret. Another big financial regret. Uh, not taking care of your teeth. Teeth are expensive to replace. Floss, electric toothbrush, floss, electric toothbrush, floss, electric toothbrush. Twice a day, not once. Those of you who brush only at night, you're disgusting. That's my opinion. Um, The amount of money people spend on smoking, the amount of money people spend on junk food, it adds up to a down payment on a house. Watch some of your dirty habits. Another big regret that I see out of people are buying real estate with friends and family. And you're completely full in, but they go through a divorce. They go through a tough time. They want out. Suddenly you're trying to remove them from title. They want the percentage of gains. You're like, I'm not ready to sell. I'm not ready to throw out that kind of money. Mistakes people make in money. I'm Rob Black. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.